the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? You lucky team, Mr. Sam. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody, as we roll into the third half of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. We're going to talk this hour with a writer and co-owner of Velveteen Rabbit, an award-winning craft cocktail bar in Las Vegas. Um, We're not going to talk about the bar, although it sounds really cool. Well, maybe we will talk about the bar, but we're going to talk about a new book, if for no other reason than it has one of the coolest titles ever. It's um, let me get let me get it right here because I don't want to I don't want to mess up a cool title like this. It's um, it is called Tiny Little Boxes: How to Cope with Existential Dread by Way of Ice Cream and Other Means. <laughs> anyway, her name is uh, Christina Dileg, and she joins me now by phone. Christina, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, which came first, writing or cocktails? <laughs> um, they were kind of they kind of went hand in hand, to be honest. <laughs> well, spoken I like a true writer. That. What's that? Spoken like a true writer. <laughs> Absolutely, I actually opened the bar so that I could use my free time to write. So they were kind of um, they went hand in hand in that way. Now, is Steve an actual rabbit? <laughs> yes. Or, or is about, it a puka? Uh, 13 pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> 13 pound rabbit. <laughs> yeah. I, I had pictures of Harvey leaning up on the bar. It's <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar I with that it. story? Yeah. Okay. Yes, of course. <laughs> that was kind of an obscure reference. But um, what do you mean uh, in, the, in the title of the book, Tiny Little Boxes? So um, the tiny little boxes refer to social constructs 
So essentially, um, we live our lives in such a prescribed way. Um, we're conditioned all throughout our lives. And there's never one point when we realize that, wow, I've really lived in this very constructed, prescribed way. And so if, if we're able to really see those social constructs, we can navigate our lives in such a way as to um, really gain more personal freedom and that sense of expansion um, outside of social norms and constructs. So, yeah, in essence, the boxes are social constructs. And, and the full title is Tiny Little Boxes, How to Cope with Existential Dread by Way of Ice Cream and Other Means. Is ice cream the cure for everything? <laughs> it may be. It's definitely <laughs> one way of alleviating some of that existential dread. Um, yeah, I thought it would be a, a fun title, the ice cream. It's just pretty lighthearted and just giving that sense of joy back to life as well. So not everything has to be so so dark and heavy. Sometimes you just need a little bit of ice cream. <laughs> And and yet it's a little ominous when you say by way of ice cream and other means. <laughs> what 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 kinds of other <laughs> means are we talking about, Christina? Oh man, it could be anything. It's so open ended. you know, every everyone's so um, unique and different, and we each have our individualized way of uh, having that sense of freedom. So it could be ice cream. It could be who knows anything. Anything you want is. It's up to you. And, um, yeah, and so if we really take freedom into our own hands and have that um, individualized view of the world, then we can really do anything we want. And you use sort of your own perspective and your own struggling in, you know, humorous philosophical musings um, to encourage other people to sort of think themselves out of the box. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, because in essence, you know, everyone has their own struggles and we each, you know, have the opportunity to either think that, you know, we're in a hole that we can't get out of or um, see the the beauty in, in the struggle and everything that we've gone through and just go forward um, with that knowing and that sense of clarity after realizing, you know, what is good for me, what is what is not good for me, and being able to just navigate forward um, with that perspective. If we dismantle social constructs, what are we gaining and what are we losing? Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a big question. I don't think there's ever, um, I don't think there's a reality in which social constructs don't exist. It's just um, finding which, which constructs really work for us, right? So, uh, I mean, like the prescribed way of living life, um, like for instance, you wake up and you brush your teeth. Maybe, maybe we keep that one, <laughs> you know? But uh <laughs> Not everyone's meant for like a nine to five job, for instance, or education, um, like higher higher learning, for instance. So, um, being able to see, okay, what works for me and what doesn't work for me, because conditioning is always going to be a thing, but it's not serving everyone. It's it's serving specific people. So, 
if if we're able to have that um, perspective and um, see what does and does not work for us, then we can um, just have that that freedom for ourselves and um, abandon all else. And what do we mean when we say social constructs? I mean, I have this vague notion of it and i wrestle with it all the time because i i routinely meet people like you and i are meeting for the first time during this conversation and i find myself identifying them with a title you know christina's a a writer and co-owner of a bar and Uh and that's all i know about you um, am I mm-hmm. putting you in a box when I do that? And and we do that all the time. People become their titles or are to us what their titles are. Absolutely. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. The labeling of people or um, because we, we are each so expansive and we're not just one thing. We're not just a few things where we could be anything we want. And we do limit ourselves when we put a title, but it's it's also useful, right? Like labeling things, categorizing things, like knowing what an apple is. If if we didn't have that common denominator of that word, then and yet there and exist. yet there are a variety of apples. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Very true. Yes. There isn't so, just one kind. And, exactly. and uh, you know, I was I was thinking that because a, a great many of my guests are authors. Some are New York Times bestsellers. Some got rave reviews from the L.A. Times. Uh, you know, they, but they're all different people. They may all be Absolutely. authors, but you know, they're they're very different. Um, in this age, um, well, I, I guess one of the things while we have a little time before the break. Um, that I wanted to ask you about, and this is a little bit off topic, but with regard to your uh, your bar, um, how have you been fending during COVID nineteen? Oh goodness, yes, um, it's it's definitely a challenge um, in so many different respects. Um, we're currently at twenty five percent capacity, so that presents its own issues. In, in some ways, it's been beneficial because we've been forced to really reevaluate how we do things. And so we've restructured our operations in such a way that it's actually more beneficial for us um, in certain ways. Like, for instance, um, we didn't have servers before, and now we're, we're serving the tables. And so it creates more of an intimate experience. Um, and <laughs> But then again, we're at 25% capacity, so it is it is very difficult. Um, but we're getting by, so I'm I'm thankful that we still have our doors open and we're able to at least keep serving people. So I'm grateful for that. And and I, I guess I, I was I was kind of thinking that that maybe this book was a result of having some time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I actually wrote it before the pandemic, and then it just <laughs> the the timing was impeccable. I guess you could say. Well, it's a strange time to be coming out with a book, but I've I've often wondered if if writers, um, you know, if we we get to the end of the pandemic and all of a sudden a whole bunch of new books come out because <laughs> people had time to sit down and write them. 
Probably. I mean, we're each authors in our own way, whether it's, whether you write it down or not. You know, we each have a story to tell. So I wouldn't be surprised. What was um, what went into writing this book? I mean, I mean, were you um, have you done a lot of writing, and 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 how did the idea for this book present itself and and play out? Well, I had been writing um, prior to this book. Actually, um, I was writing a fiction novel um, prior to this book, and then. Um, and then I was working at the bar, of course. And then I delved into a lot of um, different modalities for self-help, um, be it uh, hypnotherapy, different forums, um, just dif- different um, modalities for um, expansion, I guess you could say. And I just got really inspired to write the book. And then um, it more or less <laughs> wrote itself the next five months. I just kind of put my head down and wrote it and and then it materialized <laughs> so so yeah it was it, it kind of just all happened at once is it for me is it all narrative um based on on your own experiences or did you have to do a lot of research um it's definitely part narrative that's more of the latter part of the book and then um a lot of um, my own philosophies and how those philosophies intermingle with um, other philosophies like um, religions, I even <laughs> I even throw in some cults in there, and it's it's definitely um, a mixture of different different things for sure. And one of the things that I that I want to get into and and talk about is the idea of existential dread. Um, (laughs) That seems so appropriate for what people are going through because of the pandemic. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's definitely hitting us all pretty hard right now, right? Um, I think everyone's had that sense at some point in the last year with everything that's going on. It's just been very, very challenging. I don't know anyone who hasn't been challenged in some way in the last, uh, year so yeah coincidentally I mean I, I didn't even write that title during the pandemic it had already been my title prior to it happening so it's just kind of crazy how it all came well, together it, in this it's, way. it's a little prophetic because I know um, I've been <laughs> you know sort of sheltering and working from home um, for the be- for well close to a year now and uh I, I I liked my home a lot better a year ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can say the same. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Christina, I have to take a break here. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? Of course. Yeah, All that right. sounds great. My uh, my guest is uh, the author of a new book called "Tiny Little Boxes: How to Cope with Existential Dread by Way of Ice Cream." And other means. Maybe we'll talk about some of the other means, or maybe we'll talk about ice cream when we come back. If you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint, uh, we're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well, and uh, we'll be back with more with Christina Dileg right after this. 
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health. There are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines, take extra precautions if at higher risk, wash our hands frequently, stay six feet from others when we can, and when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling authors, photographers, and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Thank you and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives but we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19, where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives.
The Tom Sumner Program.com. Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue my conversation with uh, Christina Dileg, the author of Tiny Little Boxes, How to Cope with Existential Dread by Way of Ice Cream and Other Means. Christina, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around. Sorry to make you sit through all that. <laughs> no, thanks for having me back. Um, how did you decide that this was going to be a book? Well, um, I, I really wanted to share, um, my philosophies on, on life. (laughs) Not, not to say that my philosophies are somehow like superior in some way, but I think everyone has a story to tell and we each have something to learn from, from everyone. And, and I really want everyone to live in such a way that they feel expanded and free and able to do whatever it is that they think they're here to do. And, and so I felt like it was something I had to write in that way. You know, in the last segment, just as we were wrapping up and about to go to break, we were talking about the idea of um, existential dread and, and how a lot of people are, are experiencing, um, all kinds of uh, pressures and and dreads from being on lockdown throughout the the pandemic, yet you wrote this before the pandemic. Um, What did you consider to be existential dread pre-pandemic? I think it's similar to what we feel in the pandemic as well. It's just more heightened. Um, But that sense that um, maybe out of alignment with what we're supposed to be doing with our lives or really any sort of um, stuckness, feeling stuck in life. And, and, and that's even heightened now with the pandemic. And I think in a lot of ways it's allowed us to see life more clearly in certain ways. Um, for instance, like if you're in a job that you don't like, is, is that job really providing for you now? Are they there for you? Or did you feel like you were kind of cast to the curb? There are so many, so many ways in which this clarity is brought forward for us now um, during the pandemic. And so, yeah, I think that that existential dread, it, it was similar before then, <laughs> before the pandemic, but it's definitely um, heightened now. I, I was just looking at a phrase from something that was written about about the book that that says um, that the book focus or fuses often humorous philosophical musings with your own introspective deep dive to peel back preconceptions, giving readers the nudge they may need to break free from social constructs for the ultimate sense of freedom. In in writing the book. Did you get nudged as well? That's a good question. I think so, yes. Um, it's funny because when 10 years ago when I came up with the idea for the bar and that I wanted to write on the side and be an author, I didn't think past that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I achieved those things. I was like, great, I, I got the bar, I wrote the book, and then 
and then what? You know, like, I feel like sometimes we have dreams and we meet them, or sometimes we have dreams and we don't meet them. So at the tail end of that, where where you left, and and so it has given me um, an interesting perspective and clarity of of my own after that. And so it's it's definitely opened something up for me um, that I didn't know was there. And and how will people best benefit from that experience that that you had? Um the sense of freedom is that what you mean yeah i think it's it's different for everyone it's um being able to wake up in the morning and do what you feel like you're supposed to be doing it's not this oh like this dread of the day and and i don't know it's it's so freeing to be able to just live the life that you want and everyone has that possibility and it's never too late to get that and and I hope everyone is able to do that you know it sometimes it feels so far off or it feels like maybe um too late or something and it it never is I mean mean, really Christina how could your life be any better Uh, you know you're (laughs) you're writing you you know you're part owner of this bar I, the only thing I could think of that would be better is if you were writing and owning a bar in a, on a tropical island. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that next. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, it's fun. I mean, I feel like I've crafted the life that I've, I've really wanted, and I'm, I'm happy that I was able to do that. I feel privileged to be able to do that. Um, and and that's just my dream. I mean, that's not everyone's dream. I, I don't think a large percentage of the population would choose that for themselves. But it, but it was my dream, and, and it's what I really wanted for myself. And it feels really good to be in that place. And, and everyone can feel that way, you know? Um, so, so, yeah. <laughs> when, when you were writing the book, were there, were there light bulb moments where, you know, as you were writing, you went, wait a minute. I, I should do that myself, or I should do this more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because obviously, like my friends and family have read the book as well, and there will be times where I feel stuck in something, and they'll say, "You should read your own book." <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> follow your own advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's the whole thing, though, because. Um, like the philosophies that I hold, I mean, they're not, they're not necessarily my own. I mean, I've, I've read different books and I've um, resonated with certain things. And so it feels like larger than me, what I've been writing about. I feel like I've just been clued into certain things, but they're not, I don't own them, you know? So it's more so trying to always live by the philosophies that I resonate with. Um, and being true to that, but I'm definitely not perfect at it. Well, it it sounds like fun. What are um, you, you know, I mentioned the title "Tiny Little Boxes: How to Cope with Existential Dread," by way of ice cream and other means. I, I I think we all have a pretty good handle on how to solve our problems with ice cream, but what what are some some of the other means i know we touched on this a little bit earlier but i want to try and peel that back some more um because you're not recommending that somebody 
just go out and quit their job because they don't like it. Right. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I think, I mean, that could be an option if you have a backup plan, maybe. But everyone has a different route to wholeness, essentially. So, so the other means are really being able to achieve wholeness within yourself. And being able to do that is also connecting with wholeness um, around you as well. So, so at the crux, essentially everything is energy. And so if you honor the energy within yourself and you honor that within um, everyone around you and the world around you, then you'll reach that sense of wholeness. And so in the book, um, I don't give a lot of prescriptions as far as how to do that for yourself in the real world. It's so open-ended because everyone is so different. So, so really honoring your own path and your own um, ways of achieving that freedom for yourself. It's just so individualized. So, so I really left it open-ended. Well, solving problems um, usually uh, can't happen until a problem has been identified. Is mm-hmm. is there a way people can sort of audit themselves to to see where they are and and compare that to maybe some vision of where they'd like to be? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, it's kind of like the Have you heard of Marie Kondo? No. Like, okay, so so she has um, a prescription for how to um, achieve freedom, essentially, in your, in your home space. So you touch an item, and if it sparks joy, she says, then you keep it. And if it doesn't, then you throw it away. And it's this way of um, throwing away the things that, or um, casting away, I don't know what her specific terminology, <laughs> yeah, decluttering, sure. Um, so, so really you're, um, surrounding yourself with only the things that spark joy for you. So in that way, it's similar. So, um, anything in your life that doesn't resonate deeply with you, that doesn't spark that joy, really look into that. Why, why is this still in my life? Is this really bringing me a sense of freedom? And if it's not, is there a way that I can alter it in some way so that it does work for me, or maybe it's not for me entirely at all. I don't think it'll all happen at, at one time. It's kind of a, a slow unraveling, and I don't think it ever ends as well. Where Life is the journey, and it never stops until the last day that you're here. So um, it's, it's always going to be a journey and always um, a reevaluation of what is and isn't working for you. And and how how does how do coping and escaping compare when you're talking about dealing with uh, mm. dread or or just just general unhappiness or malaise? I see what you mean. Do you mean um, like are you just are you talking about ways? Are, are you talking about ways to free yourself? Or to deal with where you are? Um, a little bit of both, really. Um, because uh, if, you're, 
in a place where you're deeply unhappy, then it's a reevaluation of what's in your current reality and how can you get to the next place in your journey where you don't feel quite as stuck, right? Do you think we're meant yeah. to move or are there people that are meant to be stuck? Um, I don't think people are meant to be stuck. I, I think that challenges will always be a part of life, but if anyone is inherently meant to be stuck forever, I don't think that's true. I mean, we hear people talk about being in a rut, and, you know, for, mm-hmm. f- for some people, that's very unpleasant. For, for other people, it mm-hmm. might be comforting to, to be, you know, established in a routine. Oh, okay. Well, m- maybe they like it though. I don't. I wouldn't call that a rut. Then they just like routine, right? Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, but ruts can can show you something too. Like if you feel stuck in something, it's meant to show you something. There's always a lesson to be learned in uh. in the good things of your life and the bad things or whatever you perceive as bad, whether it's bad or not, is in question. <laughs> But what about the people who fear change? You know, we hear people talk about, oh, I mm-hmm. got to change, I got to change. And then, you, you know, they're offered a change and, and they're terrified. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a thing, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's always going to be fear because if you change it, what if you're still unhappy? Is that when the ice cream comes in? <laughs> I think so. Ice cream is always a part of the journey for me. I don't know about you. I'm I'm guessing that uh, the Velveteen Rabbit in Las Vegas serves a lot of ice cream drinks. <laughs> it doesn't at the moment, but I actually I'm going to start making my own ice cream, so it will be oh, really? on the menu shortly. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to come up with a marketing vehicle for the book, so I came up with this idea called Nihilist Ice Cream, and essentially it was um, <laughs> supposed to be bartering ice cream for souls, and it's a, just a tongue-in-cheek sort of concept, but I bought a hearse, and so I was bartering the ice cream out of the coffin in the back. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So yeah, I'm doing that. It doesn't seem moment. like the uh, the best ad for <laughs> food that might not be considered good for you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's up for discretion. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it was it's supposed to be just fun, lighthearted, and kind of poking fun at how serious we take life. Because at the end of the day, the only the only sure thing that we know is that we're going to die. So we don't know when that is. It could be today. It could be 20 years from now. Who really knows? But if you don't take life and do what you want with it, then, you know, the next thing you know, you're not here anymore. So, so yeah, I came up with Nihilus Ice Cream, and, um, and I'll be making my own ice cream and serving it at the bar. So it should be fun. Maybe a couple books, too. Ice cream drinks are on their way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that sounds that sounds like fun. Um, what's what's next, Christina? You've got uh, tiny little boxes out now, uh, finishing the novel. 
I think so. I think that'll be next, as well as I'm currently um, building out a couple courses as well. So it's um, kind of a choose-your-own-adventure for um, self-actualization. So um, much of the themes that are in the book um, are in the courses, and and it helps um, people to really navigate life and, um, create that freedom. Well, that sounds like fun. Um, is, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and, and the book and, and your work past, present, and future. Do you have a website? Yes, I do. It's, uh, nihilisticecream.com. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Nihilist Ice Cream, and uh, the bar is called Velveteen Rabbit, so velveteenrabbitlv.com as well. It, um, have you always lived in Las Vegas, or are you a transplant? I'm actually from Michigan. Really? I'm from Clarkston, yeah. Well, that's just a stone's throw from here. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, so it's... Because it my show's out. based <laughs> in Flint. Yes. Mm-hmm. Crazy. How it are things crazy. over there? Um, well, it's it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but since we're I'm all sure. stuck inside, it's like a really long winter in Michigan. Oh, even longer <laughs> than usual. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 like a snow year instead of well, a snow day. Yeah, I bet. You remember <laughs> snow days, right? I do, yes. I was too young to have to shovel it, so I don't have any uh, negative feelings towards snow. <laughs> Is there anything comparable in Las Vegas to snow days? It just gets really hot. So when it gets really, really hot, like 115, then you really don't want to go outside. It's just unbearable. So that's the comparable. But it's like on the other end of the spectrum, obviously. <laughs> now, I lived in Simi Valley for a little while, and it used to get pretty hot there. What's hot by Las Vegas standards? 115 degrees. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think the peak that I experienced was 119, but that was like Yeah. Months. Not fun. Not fun at all. You definitely need a good AC for that sort of situation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, um, Christina, thanks so much for spending this time with me this morning, and best of luck with uh, this book and uh, ice cream and everything else. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Okay, Thank take you. care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. That was uh, Christina Dileg. She is the author of a book called Tiny Little Boxes, How to Cope with Existential Dread by Way of Ice Cream and Other Means. She's also the co-owner of a um, an award-winning craft cocktail bar in Las Vegas called Velveteen Rabbit. And um, she lives in Las Vegas, as we were discussing. And... Uh, she has a giant pet rabbit named Steve. Anyway, we're going to take a break and uh, just a little bit more of today's uh, edition of the Tom Sumner program is uh, is straight ahead.
I'll be staying here inside It's too dangerous out in the world I'll see you on the other side When I'm in my quarantine In my little place too high My heart is aching and I'm missing you I'll see you on the other side And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now.
The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. The Tom Sumner Program has hosted live candidate forums for local, state, and national offices at bars, restaurants, coffee shops, and colleges. Armchair Politics has gone to Lansing, Frankenmuth, Birch Run, and Hell. Hell, Michigan, that is. We've done shows all the way to the Mighty Mac and back to the bricks. We've done remotes from a baseball stadium in Lansing, a grocery store opening in Flint, and from a moving train. We'd like you to tell us where to go next. You can write to us at TomSumnerProgram.com, call us at 810-339-8255, or contact us on Facebook. This is your chance to tell the Tom Sumner Program where to go. Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you are worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. 
Well, I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. One, two, three, four, five... Again now row the boat ashore Hallelujah I go row the boat ashore keep it rolling Hallelujah Everybody hum Wait a second Dicky Dick we, we hum it this I want to go back to the start and take it one more time from the top. Why? Michael, row the boat ashore. I'd just like everybody to join in this time. Okay, one more time. Okay. Right. Gang, in a world torn asunder by strife and by unhappiness, what sound in the world enters into our heart and brings love and brotherhood but the sound of people's voices joining together and singing? So let's roof the rafters, people. Let's fill this room with the most joyous sound known to man. People. People singing. For in the ether of the air, in the great sky of, of, the, of the faraway land, fill the sky, the musical sky, with voices intertwining themselves in a giant choral arrangement like colors in your mind and lines going up and down as the voices of people join together. So friends, let's fill this room with love. Let's fill this room with music and song. For people driving by, maybe outside, they'll be in their car and we'll be in here singing, they'll be driving by and, and as they drive by, they'll probably say, what the hell's going on? Let's sing out now, friends. Michael Rowe, the boat ashore. Sing out. Hallelujah. Michael Rowe, the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Everybody. Diggy, that guy wasn't singing there. <laughs> Which guy? The, girl, the guy with the, the girl with the blonde hair. I mean, the he wasn't singing that, very yeah. well there. Would you join in with us and fill it? You will? You will? You'll sing with us now, huh? Go ahead. Here we go, gang. Michael Rowe, the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Michael Rowe, the boat ashore. Hallelujah. Now, everybody hum. Mm -hmm. Michael, row that boat ashore. Come on, Mike. 
Maybe even Ralph will hear us, <laughs> yeah, 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 us also. <laughs> so gang, let's all hum with our mouths open this time and get Tommy, a little more volume. That's a nice idea. Really, that's a great idea. But you so, cannot hum with your mouth open. Yes, you do. All you you have don't to... ask anybody to hum with their mouth open. Yes, all you have you to do. You can't do that. You so Listen, if you tried to hum with your mouth open, you could hurt yourself. That's too bad. Yeah. So he is. I'll tell you what, if you want more volume, why don't you ask everybody to ah? I mean, not just a regular ah, but like this. Ah, 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 ah. See? It's louder, it's easy to do, and if you ask everybody in this entire room to ah together in unison to Michael, you will experience a thrilling, exciting, vibrant, it'll be a, a vibrant experience. Tremendous. Let's all open up our hummers now and all all together, okay? Everybody except you. You hum with your mouth open. <laughs> ah. another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Joke, baby, but I can take a hint. Don't love me no more. 
Try to get to know Either she too tall Or I'm too small Say what? <laughs> She's rich and I'm poor So I call my old friend Hazel May Asked her out for a little date She said I'm married now boy And I got three little kids Just a little too late Well if nobody loves you And you're feeling like dirt On an empty shelf Just remember can love your own self. Well, if nobody loves you and you're feeling like dead on an empty shelf, just remember you can love your own self. Love yourself, baby. <laughs> There's a blues ending. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. I want to say thanks to all my guests, starting with uh, this past hour with Christina Dileg, author of Tiny Little Boxes, How to Cope with Existential Dread by Way of Ice Cream and Other Means. Before that, we talked about uh, the impact of mass incarceration on kids by the founder of the Pops Clubs, Amy Friedman. And we started out this morning talking about the impact of uh, pandemics on schools of choice and School Choice Week with the uh, National School Choice Week president, Andrew Campanella. Join me tomorrow. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.